0: Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk Podcast episode. I'm so excited to hang out today, sip this nice warm beverage. I made a salted caramel reishi hot chocolate or hot cocoa. It's from Bloom, which I've talked to you guys about Bloom before. I'm gonna start actually, I mean, I feel like we have been doing this, but I wanna start sharing the drink of the day each time we do these Coffee Talks. And you can let me know your drink of the day. And if you're not drinking something, but you're doing something, then let me know what you're doing as you tune in and hang out today and we chat. Today I want to have a really festive conversation, especially for anybody out there that might be feeling a little down and out for the holidays, or if you're feeling super festive, I feel like this could work no matter what your holiday mood is. Today I want to share some wholesome and some funny Christmas stories, and then I'm going to top off the conversation with my own Christmas story from last year. So jump on in, get cozy, and let's dive in. I'm going to be reading today's wholesome and funny stories from Reddit. I've been on such a Reddit wave. I was telling my sister and my best friend Larissa about this the other day about how everything I do, everything I think about, every question that crosses my mind, every show that I watch, I instantly go to Google, type it in and then put Reddit beside it and then I read what everybody on Reddit has to say. And I don't know why I love it so much. I I don't even I have a Reddit account or I did have a Reddit account under Coz, which is gonna be obsolete now. But I feel like I need to make myself a Reddit account solely for how much I've been using it lately. I went and read about Firefly Lane. I sometimes just go on Am I the Asshole when I'm bored and want to read stories. And to anybody that doesn't use Reddit, things like Am I the Asshole is a subreddit where people go and they say, okay, here's my situation. Like, am I being the asshole in this situation, or am I right to be? like justifiably angry or to have done what I did, etc. There's so many wormholes that you can fall down on Reddit. And today's wormhole, we're gonna go down funny and wholesome Christmas stories as I mentioned. So let's dive in. So this one's actually from 12 years ago. This happened when I was in middle school. My grandma's house was in Chicago and very small. We have a fairly large family so seating was always a hassle. The tables would line the walls with just enough room for the chairs pressed up against the wall. My seat was placed in the dead center, the farthest away from leaving the dining room. Therefore, if I wanted to enter or leave, I would have to have five people get up and shimmy across to let me out. So a brilliant idea pops in my head. I just crawled under the table and threw the chair into the spot. Everything worked out as planned. Then when I was finished eating, I also ate fast and I finished really fast. I really wanted to leave. I thought the best idea was to crawl through my chair, one of those metal folding chairs. And just like before crawl under the table and out the other side. Well, I guess I ate too much and got fatter. I didn't realize that until I was halfway stuck in the chair. I started to panic. I was stuck. Eventually my cousin saw me struggling and pointed and laughed. One thing led to another and my entire family was dying laughing and taking photographs of me. I started crying and screaming to get me out of the chair. Put him in the chair! Tell me about the chair, chair! They tried pulling me out, but I was really stuck in there. My dad ended up having to take the chair apart to get me out. Pretty much, I have never lived that moment down. Every Christmas, I hear the same story. TLDR got stuck in a chair. Okay, um, depending on how old you are, how old are you in middle school? We don't have middle school where I live in Canada. That could be traumatizing that like you're stuck. That gives me claustrophobia. Like you're stuck and nobody's helping you. Everybody's just laughing at you. I think that would sit somewhere deep in my subconscious. Okay, what else we got? Two years ago, I decided I was going home for Christmas for the first time in 10 years. My grandfather had just had a massive heart surgery to install an LVAD, LVAD, and had been in the hospital since the beginning of November. By some sort of miracle, he was released from the hospital the day before I arrived, and for the first time in 10 years, every member of my family was together on Christmas Day. My grandfather started crying while we were opening presents. He said, this is the best present I could have ever asked for, and I wasn't sure I would live to have all my girls in the same place again. He's the only man in the family. I've never seen my grandfather cry before and all of us started crying because we were so happy. Now two years later, we are trying to do it again. In two weeks, my grandparents will be celebrating 50 years together. And if I can get enough money together, we'll all be there to surprise them. Oh, I wish there was a follow-up so we could know if that happened because that was posted nine years ago. Last year, I had no money for a tree or anything. I sold all of my records just to buy a couple Santa gifts for my son. Was not planning on crying today. (laughs) My working hours were cut from full time to barely working the month prior to Christmas, so I was barely making enough to feed myself, let alone room for extra. This makes my heart heavy. I went to the local food bank to get a small amount of food when the director noticed my real needs. She ended up not only getting me the regular amount of food for the month, but proceeded to provide a full Christmas dinner for my child and I. She then somehow got my information to a local chapter of the Salvation Army. The Salvation Army came to my aid on the eve of Christmas with a tree, gifts for both myself and my child, and just little extras, including two stuffed stockings. I cried out of joy intensely and have been ever grateful. I have since given time to local food banks and try to donate anything and everything whenever possible, cheers. (sighs) Okay, I knew that we were gonna get some wholesome stories, And I don't mean to sound cliche or corny, but I, I, I feel like that is literally the point of Christmas, that spirit of Christmas that people just give and they give without any expectation in return. Like, I don't know. I I wouldn't say that we've gotten away from that. I don't mean to Cindy Lou who, where are you Christmas? But I do feel like sometimes we can get lost in the, I don't know, like the consumerism side of Christmas, if you will, and forget what Christmas is really about, which is, is like the spirit of Christmas, which is truly just giving and showing up for people and family, like in the last story. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like that girl from Mean Girls right now that's like, Wish that I could bake a cake made out of rainbows and smiles and we'd all eat, and be happy. But it's true. I mean, I definitely sometimes get lost in the stress and the chaos of Christmas of like trying to get everything done in time and then you forget that it's it's really if you're with your family and you have a warm home and you have food on the plate and you have the people you love, like everything else is just extra. Okay. I always slept in my little sister's room on the floor on Christmas Eve because when we were little, I didn't wanna be awoken by Santa coming on the main level of our house. On Christmas morning, we wake up early and wait on the stairs until my dad went downstairs and got his camera ready and said it was okay to come down. It was the best Christmas memory ever. Now that I moved out and married, my sister still misses when I used to sleep in her bedroom on Christmas Eve. Okay, that one's gonna make me cry too because I did that with my siblings. Did you guys have any Christmas traditions that you did with your siblings? My siblings and I did something similar. We always slept in the same room on Christmas Eve. My little brother would never sleep ever. It was like, we would have to watch 10 different Christmas movies to finally get him to sleep. And then we would always wake up and we would know if Santa had come because our stockings would be at the door of the bedroom, whatever bedroom you're sleeping in. And we would all bring our stockings inside while our parents slept a little longer. And my siblings and I would open our stockings and be like, wow, like a toothbrush, like deodorant and be so excited. And then once our stockings were done, we would go get our parents. This was by the way, at like four o'clock in the morning every year. We always got up so early. And then around four, 4.30, we would make our way downstairs. Our dad would get the camera going. And he would always film us opening our gifts from Santa, my mom would make a coffee, and then we would all sit in our sectioned places in the living room with all of our gifts and open them one by one and get to watch everybody open their gifts. And that was definitely a comforting memory or tradition of mine growing up. My parents would usually go back to sleep. Sometimes my sister would because she was five years older than me and then my brother was five years younger. But most of the time, me and my siblings would stay up and like, just chill with all of our new christmas stuff and then once it was like eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning we'd all get ready go to my nana's and papa's house and then open gifts for my nana and papa who always went all out i think my favorite top best christmas would have been 2011 so 11 years ago dad got a christmas bonus that year so i got a new guitar for christmas it's the guitar that i still have and i specifically wanted this guitar because it looked like taylor swift's guitar i was in my I've always been in my Taylor Swift era, but I was in my Taylor Swift, like, era. My bedroom was Taylor Swift. I had, like, a country theme going on. It was when Taylor was country. And anyway, I got this guitar, and then when we went to our Nana's and Papa's house, my Nana and Papa got my sister and I tickets to the Speak Now tour, and I cried. And I don't cry easily, especially in front of people, but I cried. It was the best... Best Christmas ever and I think it was also, not to be too depressing, but probably the best Christmas because it was the last Christmas all of us were together as a family, my parents split up in 2012, so that's kind of depressing, but it's true, it was the best Christmas, we ended with a bang, you know? What was your best Christmas? Let me know in the comments. Okay, let's go back to a funny Christmas, I feel like we need a good funny Christmas story to override the depressing story I just told you. When I was 16, I got the classic Charlie Brown Christmas tree. My mother found an ad in the local paper for you cut Christmas trees at the local tree farm and asked me if I would be willing to take my brother that Saturday to pick up a tree as she was going to be on call all weekend and my father was working that day as well. Just write a check for the tree and I'll reimburse you, she told me. I took my brother and a friend of his to the address in the ad that Saturday morning and checked in with the owner who was sitting in the shed just off the road. Go down that hill and park in the lot, then there's a path that should take you to the trees, he said. He gave me instructions on how to cut the tree, and said that we could pay on our way out. We were the only car in the lot and it took us a while to find the path, but we followed the instructions and soon found ourselves in a thick wooded area. This being Oregon, in December, it was raining, of course. But being proper northwestern teenagers we were dressed like Kurt Cobain in our Pendleton shirts and hiking boots so we soldiered into the woods looking for a tree the right size to cut. After about half an hour of searching we finally found a scraggly tree the right size about 10 feet down the slope in a ravine and half walked half slid down to reach it. We cut it down dragged it up through the mud and wet leaves to the path then carried it to the car. It was at that point once we reached the parking lot that we saw not only a number of other cars parked nearby but several people carrying beautiful lush bushy trees from a field in the opposite direction from where we had come. It turned out that there were two paths from the parking lot and we had obviously taken the wrong one. We tied our humble little tree to the top of the car and made our way back down the hill to the shed. The owner asked us where we had found such a skimpy tree we were presented with. After hearing our story, he charged us half price. It was late in the day by the time my mother got home, at which point we had already got the tree secured to a stand and installed in the library where it belonged. To say that she was underwhelmed by its presence was an understatement. However, once we told her about our experience at the tree farm, in air quotations, Fair play to her. She decided that it made for a good story and suggested we go ahead and put the lights and ornaments on it and to use some extra tinsel to fill the gaps. Oh, everybody look at the tree. Oh, I love this tree. Between the unusual annual Charlie Brown Christmas references, I'm reminded of that rainy morning one December when soaked and covered in mud, my brother and I dragged a decidedly unimpressive tree into our family house and used some extra tinsel to fill the gaps. That's actually a really cute story. And now I'm curious. I know I've asked a lot of questions today. But do you guys do real trees or do you do fake trees? I grew up always using fake trees. And it wasn't until I met my boyfriend that I started doing real trees. And now we go to a specific Christmas tree farm that he worked at as a teenager and knows the family of. They're super sweet. And it's Ian's Christmas tree farm, if anybody in the Ottawa area wants to know. There's like a whole Christmas tree experience they play movies at night they have a skating rink it's, it's a vibe you should go but yeah now I'm a real Christmas tree gal my husband had dementia for almost a decade he has almost no short-term memory he can no longer read use a phone or use a credit card six years ago when the Christmas catalogs came I saw a tablecloth I wanted but it was sold out on Christmas morning there was an unwrapped box under the tree somehow my husband had found the right catalog the right tablecloth called them, and convinced them to find a tablecloth to send in time for Christmas. I won't ever know how he did it, but it was the best gift ever. (sighs) These are so freaking wholesome, I can't. My daughter and only child, Talena, was killed by a drug driver in 1994. It nearly destroyed me, but I kept going somehow. I had a favorite picture of Telena from when she was about three on Christmas day, with me sitting on the floor and her sitting in my lap. The bond between us was so beautiful. Somehow I lost that photo after she died, but a few years later on Christmas day, I opened up a book and found the photo inside. I knew she had sent it to me as a Christmas present from heaven. Ah! Last one and then I'll share a personal Christmas story. In June 2003, I buried my 26 year old son. The following Christmas was the worst of my life. I was consumed with grief to my very core. As I awoke early Christmas morning, I decided to write a few Christmas cards, belated or not. I went to the drawer where I stored the boxed cards. The drawer would only open slightly. Something was jamming it. The cause of the jam was an unlabeled cassette. I had no idea what was on it or how it had gotten there. I popped the cassette into the player and waited to hear whatever mystery it held. Soon I heard my own voice. In a whisper I say, It's Christmas morning and Kyle is sleeping. Kyle awakens and sleepily comes to the realization that he gets to check the tree. His childish voice goes on to name his toys from Santa. The last words on the tape are both heartfelt and heartbreaking. They are three year old Kyle saying, Merry Christmas, mom. I know my son made this Christmas miracle happen so I could smile in my heart that morning. Oh my goodness. Ooh. (laughs) I was, like, not expecting those to be as wholesome as they were. Okay. If that didn't put you in the Christmas spirit, then I'm sorry if I made you cry. (laughs) I thought there were going to be more funny ones, but a lot of those were actually just really wholesome, magical stories. Here's my Christmas story from last year. Okay, so I have this thing where... And it's gonna sound silly but you know how everybody just like has their internal things that you almost don't want to say out loud because you know someone's gonna tell you that it's silly and then you'll like you don't want it to be debunked in your own brain you know just let me live in my own false reality in a sense whenever i see butterflies and whenever there's like softly falling snow it's a certain kind of snowfall Whenever I see those two things, I always feel like something magical is coming or happening or it's like a sign from the universe or at least it feels that way to me. It's almost, if I had my own direct language with the universe or my higher self or whatever it is, it's, it's this certain feeling I get when I see a butterfly or multiple butterflies or softly falling snow. And so last year, I I could probably pull out my journal and tell you exactly what day it was last year. It may have been December 15th, and I was going through just a really rough week. I was feeling really off, I was feeling really emotional and just really, I was struggling with some stuff, and, and specifically just struggling with this feeling like missing that sense of familiarity and that sense of family, especially around the holidays. And I was sitting in this room at my office, desk which is just off to the left here which looks out the window and there was snow outside and it was snowing and I just you know when you get lost in a daze and you just kind of are staring off into space so I was staring out the window and the snow was falling softly and I got that feeling that warm fuzzy feeling again and I couldn't explain it but I just got this feeling like something great was coming and I wrote it down in my journal because you know, when those things happen, I tend to write them down in my journal. So then I can look in hindsight and see with better understanding and and better point of view and perspective from the future, what that feeling could have been. So the 23rd rolls around and I mean, I'm assuming many of you know, but if you're new to my channel or you don't know me very well, then the 23rd ended up being when my boyfriend and I found out that we were expecting and it was very unexpected, if you will. And as weird as it sounds, in hindsight, I was reading my journal posts from the other day and and it made me feel like that feeling was the feeling of knowing or maybe unknowing, but feeling like the universe was saying like something amazing is coming, which is also weird because I think I've shared this story before as well, but the year before that, Halloween of 2020, I was in a really bad place with my mental health. I was really struggling with depression at the time. I hadn't found a place to live. I was kind of adrift and just really confused and things with my business were going really awry, which is weird because this is like kind of a, it's almost coming full circle this year, all of this stuff. So that year I went to sleep that night and I had a dream that I was going to get a Christmas gift. And I woke up and wrote in my journal that it felt like Christmas morning when I woke up on November 1st, so the day after Halloween. And then that December, I met my partner. Then you fast forward a year, I get that snowfall feeling and there's a feeling like there's a gift coming. And then you fast forward to this Christmas and we are living in our home, having our first Christmas. With our sun. So it was something I was reminiscing on when I was reading my journal the other day and going back in time and just reflecting, something we all tend to do at the end of a year. And it made me realize that I feel like the universe was sending me little signals that things were coming all along and it it seemed both years it was giving me the sign that Christmas was coming and it was going to be this magical thing that I couldn't see coming and wouldn't necessarily come in material form but would come in family form so that feels really special and this year I feel like there's no big signs or you know little callings coming from the higher source higher power higher self it just kind of feels like it's here and now I get to enjoy it this year that's my Christmas story and also I guess a little boost of encouragement for anybody out there that might be feeling like you're in a similar situation to where I was two years ago, like struggling with your mental health or missing your family or missing or wishing to create your own sense of family that you never know, it could be right around the corner and to keep your eyes open from signs from the universe or the spirit of Christmas or Santa Claus even that great, amazing things Are coming your way and that would actually be my son right now crying so I'm gonna wrap up today's coffee talk with that please share your funny or your wholesome Christmas stories down below along with any Christmas traditions or anything that we talked about today in the comment section over here on YouTube and I will talk to all of you guys in our next coffee talk podcast episode Cheers